Listen, I say listen. It's the voice of someone shouting. Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and the hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all, all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. O Zion, messengers of good news, shout from the mountaintop. Shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout it and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. So Satan comes and tries to take the word out of your heart, the word of God. If he is successful, he gets your joy because joy is a product of something that was spoken by God. Because the joy of the Lord is your strength, when you lose your joy, you become weak, you become helpless, unable to overcome. You become an open target for Satan's attacks. So remember what Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is your strength, Nehemiah 8, verse 10. God's word produces joy, and joy produces strength. So here we are in the book of John 16, 22. And you now have sorrow, but I will see you again, says the Lord, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man can take away from you. We have seen that if no man can take your joy, neither can Satan. He does not have the legal right to do that unless you give him that right. So let's fill our cups with joy as we feast on the Word of God. You are listening to the Gospel Trail. We had this garage sale, and what I'm talking about is my uh, cup that says, The Joy of the Lord is My Strength on the front, and it's got it, the handle is yellow and the liner is yellow. Mine is flickering like there's a fire inside. <laughs> please explain yourself. And that just, that just was on when I walked into here this morning, just like that. It was like, wow. This is uh this is awesome, Lord. Um, what it, but what it was is there's one of these electronic candles that this item fell out of the uh, the candle or somehow it got damaged in during our garage sale. And of course, it rained at certain times. So I brought this thing in the house and it was full of water. I shook it out and stuff. And then I I just um, at the time my desk was like covered with projects and wires and stuff. So I just this thing just ended up falling into the Joy of the Lord coffee cup. Anyway, the uh, candle started working all by itself this morning. <laughs> and it's lit up, and I forgot it was in there. And it came in and thought, wow, this is some, this is some good coffee. <laughs> it's on fire. Why is it dark? Yeah, why is yours dark? Why are you disquieted within me, old Sandy? <laughs> So, so what did you do? What did you do this uh, week that uh, brought joy to your heart, like Tuesday? Yeah, what? I don't know. You went to prison. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they let them out too. 
Yep. Oh, I got to turn you up. There we go. Turn me up. There we go. Light me up. Tune me there in. You turn go. me up and. Light me up. Light me up. Here we go. About Buttercup. Give it up. No, no. Turn me up. Buttercup. Yep. Turn me up, Buttercup. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, so I, I uh, actually went into the jail for the first time in over two years of COVID. We weren't able to uh, to minister to the guys. And uh, so I um, I went in on, on Tuesday and I thought, wow, I was waiting and waiting and uh, waiting for the guys to come. And finally, two guys came and... Uh, uh, because this is the first time back, so you've got to build relationships, and you have to get right. you have to get the information in their unit because they've split everything up. Before we used to uh, draw men from two different units uh, because uh, there's different wings of the jail, but now they don't intermix them because of COVID to keep the to keep the uh, problem at a real workable uh, level. And they've been really successful. So we're only drawn on, that's a long way to say, we're only drawn on one, uh, one of the units. Um, so I had two people come in, and one guy, he said, Hi, Sandy. He, remi- he remembered me, because what you'll find out in jail a lot of times is you'll see people uh, kind of come back. You'll see them again and again. And since I saw him last, he, had a, he has a two-year-old son. So we, uh, oh. yeah, so we prayed for him. And then the other man... Um, was really interesting because he was a uh, he was into um, uh, prophecy and end times and that whole thing you know I mean he was concentrating mm-hmm. on Daniel and all that other stuff and I and I tried to bring him back to so how are you doing today you know what's going on today you know it's good to study all that so we so uh, I spent I spent about forty five minutes listening and shared some things but it was um, it felt good to it felt good to be back because he. Right. The Lord always tells me, tell him about me. He felt the joy to yeah. be back. That's... Well, yeah, you know, because I shared my testimony, that supernatural intervention, wow. and, and the other things in my life. You know, I says from, from beginning to end, when I saw when my wife was dying and she was in and out of heaven, it's like it's real from the beginning to the end. Once I, once I surrendered my life to Christ, although he had to knock me in the head and said, here I am. Don't harden your heart anymore, Sandy. Listen right. to me. That's right. Listen to me. Listen to me. And so I got a chance to share that, which was uh, really good. So it feels great to be back, and uh, I'll be doing that on... Yeah, good thing you said, yeah, what about Tuesday? I was thinking, well, <laughs> what was Tuesday? Yeah, like my week, too. It just, all of a sudden, hey, hey, we're here again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, I'm, and, and, I'm, uh, and I'm, really, I'm really glad to be here. And, but a lot uh, happens in between. Well, it sure does, and um, every every chapter that we cover in John is just crazy good because God keeps revealing Himself. And uh, I was actually reading some commentaries this morning. Oh, wow! Because yep, I was yep. trying to figure out because John brings a different information than the rest of the Gospels. Right. It, right. it isn't like he's replacing it. I was. I was. What did I write? John was writing a supplement to, and not a substitute for. Um, or a correctness of the Gospels, uh, which had already been written. He was, you know, and he, and so he added things that uh, it's about uh, Caiaphas's wife, right, with right. a message, and it was like I was thinking, wow, you know, the, me- you know, ha- have you shared any of the, of the chapter yet or not? Not yet, not yet. Oh, okay. No, no. I think uh, that was uh, one of John's uh, things that he did, reading some of the historical commentaries and yeah. 
different things. Uh, he'd, he'd go to make, you know, to make sure that the eyewitnesses wrote their accounts. And he also made sure that, uh, you know, they, they call it the other gospel or there's, there's many people going around uh, making money off of this thing, saying things that are not so. So he, he made sure that church at the time, the developing church, was right. not getting these, uh, the bad message. Yeah, that's why I the like the correct message. Yeah, uh, the that's, truth. That's why I like. Yeah, yeah. I, I I look at that chapter as the truth. That's right. It's all about truth. That's right. It builds your faith, and that, that was the word I got this morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, here's here's my notes, Sandy. Um, well, they're pretty extensive. Would you like, would you like a transcript of well, our our, well, our thing uh, is, study today? Yeah, it's uh, it's. <laughs> This, there's You're nothing, just a prolific writer. There's nothing on this page except the words faith or feelings. And that's where you just brought it out to why I wrote that down, because uh, John builds our faith. Mm-hmm. The gospel is not based on feelings. No, it's based on the truth. And that's what the false gospel was at the time, or the uh, can't put it any other way than we're making money off of the uh, gospel. Um, they, would, they would base it on feelings, where you can have feelings— and through faith, but uh, faith is what what we attempt to build here, not sway you by feelings. Yeah, it's any comments, yeah, John, Don? Yeah, John knew that most of the people that read his gospel had heard the other gospels, and that's right. that's why he doesn't repeat a lot of things. Um, but he focuses primarily, not entirely, but primarily on things that were not in the other gospels, and. Um, uh, he had sort of a unique perspective from which to say that because he was, as he described it, he was the disciple that Jesus loved. So he had a special relationship there. And, and um, you know, he was the disciple that stayed awake when Jesus prayed. Uh, I don't know if it was the same night that the others all fell asleep, but uh, he must have stayed awake and, and then reports these prayers in detail. <clears throat> Yeah, but again, we don't know for sure it's the same night. Right. Yeah, you mentioned the the, the disciple Jesus loved. Is that like the firstborn thing? Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> what about what about what about his other disciples? I'm sure he loved them too. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that'd be a that's a question to ponder. Is uh, why does the Bible mention the the disciple that Jesus loved? Right. And in this chapter, well, yeah. Well, go on, Don. Well, John was probably the youngest of all the disciples. So in a way, Jesus was kind of a father figure for him. And I don't think that meant that he loved the other disciples any less. But, you know, John was always there. John was uh, at the uh, uh, the last meal together. He's leaning against Jesus. I mean, he, he had a father figure. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I, I can't absolutely prove it but it, it makes sense and like you say that he was always there yeah you know that's uh yeah yeah there's a because yeah and in, in this chapter focuses on peter oh the the, the disciple the, the disciple denying jesus three times right you know but it, there was yeah. a, there was a disciple that was with jesus that was never questioned or what, you know, that uh, they were traveling together. And uh, when he was going before the court and everything, he was there. And all the, uh, the, Ro- the Roman leaders and the Jewish leaders knew this other disciple that is unnamed um, mm-hmm. uh, with Jesus. And uh, when I was reading the commentaries, they were saying, 
you know, it's m- most likely John. John was the one. Because was, he was always there. Because he was always there, just like you said. Right, right. You know, so he wasn't asked because, you know, you, you think, would, would John have denied Jesus? And my sense is, no, he would not have. No. No. But this isn't to fault Peter, because Peter was used mightily of God after all this because of Jesus coming alongside him and forgiving him. And um, and he ended up being, a, a, you know, uh, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Peter, he built the church um, on, on Peter, the rock, um, and um, as he ministered to the Jewish people. So, right, right. And like you say, Jesus said that, I will build my church. That's right. Meaning Jesus's church. Exactly, right. That's right. And it's so interesting how chapter 18 starts. I mean, it's like, I mean, I'm reading this and I'm trying to put myself in uh, in the situation as Jesus was there. Right. And then you, you read here, uh, the separated ones and the leading priests had given Judas a large det- detachment of Roman soldiers. So here's all these Roman soldiers. Right. Okay. That's that's back when the uh, when the church or the religious leaders were working hand in hand with, with the, the local government. Exactly. And that went for years, years and centuries yeah. to be the case. And then it says, you know, a large detachment. Of, I mean, here it is to get Jesus, one person. Large detachment of Roman soldiers and temple police to seize Jesus. Judas guided them to the garden, all of them carrying torches and lanterns and arms with armed with swords and spears. Now so that, you get the picture. That's not a good picture. No. I mean, something's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a peaceful... Uh, no protest. You know, that's it, not a yeah. That's not a peaceful uh, negotiation. Yeah. Or, and, or, and, uh, and you know it's going to be noisy and it's kind of scary. Or you know? not a peaceful setting. No. Right. And then it says in verse. And you four, know why they sent that? Go on, Don. And you know why they sent a large detachment, right? No. How? Oh, because Jesus kept disappearing. You, you oh, read over right. and over. Jesus that's right. Disappears. That's right. They were going to throw him off a cliff and like, uh, what happened to him? Did he fall? I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's like, yeah, and he went through walls, and I mean, you know, supernaturally, that's, that's he, right. he disappeared. So, so let's get the whole army down there. Yeah. That's uh, like, yeah. A, like a Godzilla movie or something. And I love it. Get the, it, <laughs> it says in verse 4, Jesus knowing full well what was about to happen. Right. So he's never taken yep. by a surprise, ever. Went out to the garden entrance to meet them. He went out to meet them. He wasn't, mm. you know, hanging back. Yes. Stepping forward, he asked, who are you looking for? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. Now Judas the traitor was among them. He replied, I am he. That's This is Jesus. And at the moment Jesus spoke the words, I am he, the mob fell backward to the ground. That's, that, that, is a, that is a classic God phrase, I am he. Right. The power, there, there's the, the power. power in that phrase, like, I am that I am, mm-hmm. you know. I am the Alpha yeah. and the Omega. And the God that stood on nothing and through his spoken word created everything. And just to come up from that, I mean, God came out of, I mean, his power came out of Jesus in those three words, I am he. Mm-hmm. Would you think the Roman soldiers would be bowing down to uh, worship him, prostrate? No, I think I think uh, the power of those words and their uncertainty too, because they... They didn't know this. I mean, they, they knew he disappeared. They knew everything like that. He, they come up against him with the full armor of the law. Yeah, That's right. And Jesus just said, I am he. And they were just knocked flat. 
Yeah, and and, and, and yet he, then they get up and and proceed. Right. <laughs> I would have been down. I would have been down for the count. I tell you, but I would have been down for a different reason. Right. And he stays calm. And it, you know, as some of the commentaries I was reading is about, you know, was like, uh, like during his transfiguration. You know that they saw when he was transfigured. They had a glimpse. I can just when he says, "I am He," I can just sense there was this glow from him. Uh, this emanating glow, That's right. and uh, one of the commentaries said that uh, 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 that um, they probably um, uh, they probably saw for a short time, uh, <laughs> for a short time, uh, they pro- they saw for a short time uh, where the veil was removed. Yes, they could see him clearly, and it was like wow, you know, it was like, and he remains calm. Well, because you can't stand before you can't. That's exactly um, sin it. Sin cannot stand unless it, you've been covered with the blood of Jesus. That's right. Yeah. And that hadn't happened yet. Yeah. Lies cannot stand. And he, I mean, he just, like you said, he says three words. I am he. I am he. Yeah. You're looking for I am. I, I am. That's right. That's I all am. you need. Um, this is so ironic, though, because instead of disappearing, the guys fall on the ground. I mean, it's just kind of the opposite. Um, it's still showing Jesus is in control. That's right. And it shows that it did come from his mouth and not um, rumors like, oh, the crowd hit him. Exactly. (laughs) And then I like it. Jesus replied, I told you that I am the one you're looking for. So if you want me, let these men go home. That means everybody else, because he knew, you know, uh, it was a fulfillment of prophecy where uh, none of the ones that you've given me, Father God, will I let go. That they will not, they will not go. So that was a ful- uh, fulfillment. And then um, um, look at. Uh, suddenly, Peter took out his sword. Good old Peter. I love Peter. There we go. And struck the high priest's servants. Servant. Yeah. And this is the only in, in any of the Gospels where the person is named Malchus. You know, slashing off his right ear. Jesus ordered Peter. Can you imagine him being real stern? Put your sword away. Right. Do you really think I will avoid the suffering which my father has assigned to me? You know, so he just steps forward and says, this is what I'm supposed to do. Don't, you don't need to do anything. You just need to uh, follow me and watch. You don't, yeah, put your swords away. And yet this is all part of the plan. Yep. Because in the other gospels, they talk about uh, the disciples ask, you know, how many swords do we need to take with us? Right. And that's they right. said they had two. And Jesus says, well, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's enough if you're not going to use them. <laughs> but uh, right. Peter decides to use them. <laughs> use one. Um, yeah. And then Jesus supernaturally reattaches that uh, the ear to, to him. Yep. Remember Malchus. Yeah, he was like uh, basically an innocent bystander. He was there because he had to be. Yeah. Then I love it because he goes before the high priest, Annas. The high priest interrogated Jesus concerning his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered Annas' question by saying, I have said nothing in secret, nothing in secret. At all times I have taught openly and publicly in a synagogue, in the temple courts, and wherever, wherever the people assemble. Why would you ask me for evidence to condemn me? Ask those who have heard what I have taught. They can tell you. Just then, one of the guards standing there, Jesus, punched him in the face with his fist and said, How dare you answer the high priest like that? Mm. And I love I Jesus. Jesus replied, 
If my words are evil, then prove it. But if I haven't broken any laws, then why should you hit me? Then Annas sent Jesus, still tied up across the way, to the high priest Caiaphas. And it goes on. Yeah, he just keeps speaking the truth. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if, you know, if I have broken any of the laws, show me, tell me. I mean, he's talking to the Jewish leaders, the high priests, and it's like, and they've got nothing. They've got no. nothing on no. him. No. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, they just have to make stuff up, or they did. But it wasn't, wasn't anything that, as Jesus says, if I have done anything wrong, tell me. And they were silent at that point. I kind of feel sorry for Annas. Can you imagine the names he was called when he was a kid? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And who'd ever thought he'd become a high priest? Really? I think I, I, I had read that uh, usually the high priest was a position for life. They were they appointed were, for life. Appointed for life, but he got um, defrocked, or he got he only served for so many years, and then right, right. and then I think it was the that uh, it was probably the Roman influence defrocked. That's you know, a, you know, it's like old. you know Caiaphas <laughs> was uh, an easier one to deal with, so that's why uh, uh, Annas wasn't there. Um, yeah, he got recalled. Right. And then I like I like I, I love Pontius Pilate. He's just so good. Upon hearing this, Pilate went back inside his palace, uh, summoned Jesus, looking him over. Pilate asked, "Are you really the King of the Jews?" And I love Jesus's answer. Are you asking because you really want to know, or are you only asking this because others have said it about me? Pilate responded, "Only a Jew would care about this. Do I look like a Jew?" Mm-hmm. It's your own people and your religious leaders that have handed you over to me. So tell me, Jesus, what have you done wrong? So they keep asking the same questions. What have you, <laughs> It's like, uh, okay, read my lips. You know, I'm going to say it again. Mm, right. Jesus looked Pilate, at Pilate and said, The royal power of my kingdom doesn't come from this world. If it did, then my followers would be fighting to the end to defend me from the Jewish leaders. My kingdom authority is not from this realm. Then Pilate responded, Oh, so then you are a king. You are right, Jesus said. I was born a king, and I have come into this world to prove what truth really is. There it is, the key. What truth, what truth really, really is. is. And everyone, that everyone, means all of us, that's, that's you and I and the listeners, and everyone who loves the truth will receive my words. So if you don't love the truth, you know, that's why, that's, right, right. That's why good old Pilate asked right after that, what is truth? So he just proved, you know, he just proved and everyone who loves the truth will receive my words. And uh, Pilate just proved that uh, he wasn't one of them because he didn't receive he didn't the words receive of Jesus. It. Yeah. So right. that's why he's asking. And once, yeah, and once Jesus gave him the words, they didn't receive it, indicated by the fact that they keep asking again and again and again. Right. Yeah. The restraint Jesus had going through these trials, I mean... Earlier in the chapter, he just said with three words, I am he, and the whole army fell on their backsides. Mm-hmm. So now he's still speaking, speaking the truth, but not letting the power knock them over. I mean, he could have put an end to it right there and reigned on the throne. That's what all his disciples wanted him to do. This just shows that Jesus knew that he had to do certain things to fulfill the will of the Father, the God's plan. Now, what do you have, Don? Well, I'm impressed that Jesus says that he's a king, and Pilate responds by telling the Jewish leaders he's not guilty. Amazing. I mean, he could have 
taken that statement and said, ah, this is this is uh, a threat to the Roman. the uh, the emperor, but he didn't, and I think that's because Jesus probably was uh, very much Jewish, and you know it's extremely unlikely that a, a Jewish person who is gentle and and kind is going to be a threat to the emperor. I think he saw through that, but he could have he could have taken Jesus' statement and said, well, uh, maybe there is a problem here. I think God really was, in a sense, telling Pilate more than what we see here, that that uh, God was maybe speaking to him and letting him know this is a special person, and be careful. <laughs> That's right. I, I don't know. I, yeah, well, plus, uh, yeah, back in Pilate's mind or his, his being, uh, you know, he's questioning if, you know, if, if this is the Son of God, it's not going to go well for me if I you know, throw him in the uh, Colosseum or or uh, hang him on a cross. It's not going to go well for Pilate. Okay, now for some spontaneous worship. This is Rend Collective, Build Your Kingdom Here. Well, actually, that is the song. Uh, we were at recently and met Rend Collective. I met him at the uh, t-shirt table, bought the t-shirt. Awesome band. This is Liz and Maddie singing Build Your Kingdom Here.
Well, then we can back up to uh, Pilate's wife, the message, the dream that she had. That's right. And, oh, yeah. You know, and it's, I think that's good timing right now to talk about that because... Yes, yes. You know, and it's in Matthew twenty-seven nineteen. His wife, uh, I looked it up, her name was called Procula, was a proselyte to Judaism. And she called Jesus the just and righteous one. So she was warning her husband, do not, do not harm this man. He is a righteous man. He is a righteous mm. man. And that's how God will use any of us uh, and speak to us the truth that uh, we need to hear. So he was warned. He was warned. And it was like, um, I think that's why, um, like you're, you're saying, Don, um, when he said he was king, uh, that, that he was king, that he wasn't a threat because he got all these other messages. No, he's done nothing wrong. You know, he is a righteous man. I find no fault in him. That's, that's God taking over the situation by Jesus just mm. saying, again, as we've been saying, I am he, that is the power of God because it's irrefutable. I mean, I, people have refuted that forever, but that's our right. only choice is, do we believe that he lived? Do we believe that he died for us? Do you believe that he's coming back? Do you believe um, that uh, he's washed us clean? If you believe that, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But if you don't, then you make up accusations and you make up all these things because you don't want to know the truth for whatever reason it is. Jealousy or what, you know, what, whatever it is, or gee, maybe I need to change my life. You know. But he was calm through all of this. He was calm because he knew who he was, and he knew what the Father had called him to do. And think about that as an example for us. When we're in those situations where um, we are being harassed for our faith, you know, get in, uh, I've been on the street, and, and, and you've been on the street, Kevin, and, and right. we, we know what that's like, but to remain calm during all of that yes, and to rely on him as our strength is, is, uh, is paramount. So when I, when I look at this whole chapter, I, I think about, he was calm, and this is just really highly charged atmosphere. You've oh, got yeah. all these soldiers, and you've got knives, and you've got lanterns, and you got you can imagine people are screaming and everything else. Right. And he just says, I am he. And people that have listened to me, knowing the truth, you know, they are, they are a part with me. And then Pilate comes up with this idea of, you know, giving them a choice about release of prisoners. That's right. And I really think in its mind, this was a slam dunk. I mean, why would they take this this uh, robber and troublemaker, this Barabbas, over Jesus? This is a way to get out of this problem. I really think he was convinced of that. I think so. And his wife was was the influence. God through yeah. his wife. Yeah, the, the movie they... Uh, if you watch any the movies made about this, I think the the look on Pilate's face um, at that time when he knew he had he had no control, they were going to kill Jesus. You know, he was definitely in distress. I mean, it's like that feeling that you know you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose your your finances, you're going to lose all this tomorrow. What am I going to do? You know, he's going to lose his everything. He, I think, he truly believed that. Uh, that Jesus was God, that he was the Messiah. Because of his status and, and position, he had to carry the party line, which is wrong in itself. So um, 
was that Peter? Uh, they said, uh, didn't I see you out there in the olive grove with Jesus? And the uh, rooster crowed. Mm. Yeah, poor Peter had some uh, self-conflict there. Yeah, they didn't ask uh, the other disciple who was traveling with Jesus that was real close to him, and it's purported to be John. They didn't ask him. No. You know, uh, are, are you one of are you one of his? And and he was right with him. You know, but um, that well, was... you've got the oldest disciple and the youngest, and so it's possible that John was just a kid. There was one scholar that I read that said he may have been as young as eight years old at this point. And Peter is definitely over 20. So, um, you know, Peter would be the guilty one. And who knows who this kid is that's with him. <laughs> that's right. Peter felt pretty guilty about all of this. Um, and, you know, after the resurrection, Jesus talks with him very kindly, very beautifully. You know, they're dealing with it. And that's one of the things I love about Jesus. He doesn't let things just slide. He doesn't ignore them, but he, he deals with them. And he deals with Peter about this denial because he knew Peter was feeling guilty. That's mm -hmm. um, a beautiful attribute of our Lord. Yeah, and you look at uh, after, he, after Jesus spoke to Peter, how Peter's life changed, you know, because he knew he was loved and he knew he was forgiven. He knew he had done wrong, but he knew he was forgiven, and he and it changed dramatically. His life changed dramatically. I had, a, of course, I had, a, I uh, had an acronym for truth. Truth. Yeah. Take responsibility, understanding true history. Ah. Huh. And I, I put the most well-documented book ever is the Bible, the eyewitness accounts and all of that ever. But it's like taking responsibility, understanding true history. That's what truth is. That's what truth is. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except the calmness, you know, and the assuredness that Jesus, knowing what he was going to go through, because he knew what was going to happen. That's what it says in the, in the beginning of chapter 18. He knew what was going to happen, but he remained calm during the whole time. He did, and he just kept speaking the truth and the power of just who he is, as he said those three words, I am he. Don't harm any of these other men, these other people that have been with me that the Father has given to me. Um, and I will, uh, you don't, you know, he probably could have said, you don't have to bind me. You don't have to do any of that, you know, put, put all that stuff away. You can just take me. He willingly uh, was going to fulfill what the Father had, had uh, told him he wanted. It's, I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the peace that Jesus had. But that's him. That I mean, that's... The I, peace yeah. that surpasses all understanding. He was just quiet. I am. Yeah. He is. Right. And so that's where it's that consistency through, as we've done through the whole uh, study of the book of John, or throughout the whole Bible, it all points to Jesus. Every, every book of the Bible points to Jesus. And um, he is the one that we can depend on, and he is the one that we can trust. And, uh, he, and, he, won't, and he won't leave us. And so we can have that calm. You know, so in the midst of all this, you know, because we got, I was reading a devotion this morning. It was like, you know, you think all these things are coming at you. And then uh, um, uh, what that should prompt in each of us as Christians is that that's when we need to lean on him and his strength. Because he will give us, he will help us make it through those times. Because he is our strength. We need to depend on him. You know, uh, the society says... Uh, rugged individualism, and you have to just uh, 
Uh, mm-hmm. Do everything for yourself and take care of yourself. And he says, no, that's what the world wants. I want you to depend on me, and I want you to have a relationship with me on an ongoing basis. And we can bring about the kingdom, because that's our goal. The gospel trail is bringing the kingdom to everyone that we meet. Over the airwaves, everyone we meet on the street, you know, we need to bring the kingdom and tell them about Jesus, what he has done for each one of us. Yeah, there's been many stories flying around uh, in chapter 18 and before that, you know, on who this Jesus is. Mm. There's been many false disciples even during those times that want to perform miracles. Mm-hmm. You know, they, weren't, they did not know Jesus and it did not end well for them. But uh, just, just, like, just like today, there are many stories about Jesus. I mean, many people will tell you this, that, he believes this, he does that. I mean, that's all been written in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think where this chapter is for today is Jesus, in his own words, is asking you, the listener today, he's asking me, the uh, speaker today, is this your own question or did others tell you about me? See, Jesus wants to speak to you and uh, not not hear others, not uh, not deny Christ because uh, it's not fashionable this week, you know, or there's not a movement going on or different things. And that's what Jesus is telling us right now. Did others tell you about me or do you believe me, the creator of the universe, Mm. the Jesus who went through all this? This one story, the Bible is not made up of many little stories. The Bible is one story and put together with one purpose so that you may know who he is. And Lord, I just, right now that uh, mm. you've, you've came into my life and literally said, I am he, and I could not stand before you at that moment because I know you are God. I know you are Jesus of Nazareth. I know you are the one that they were seeking here in this book of the Bible, and today people are still seeking you. And Lord, let them find you the way, the yes. truth, yes. and the life. Nothing added, nothing taken away. Right. And wow, Kevin, that uh, really that really hit me. And it's like, like he says in Revelation, I stand at the door and knock. He stands at each one of us. He does. He, he does. He is before us. He's knocking at our hearts and knocking at, and he says, come in. Come into my life. Let me, let me be joined with you. Let me have communion with you. Let me, uh, let me save you. Let me set you free. That's 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 his greatest desire, and that's why that's why we do this podcast. That's right. Is tell him about him, because he's real and he wants you uh, to answer his call. He says, "I'm here." He's yeah. always there. He's always there, and it's us. Not it's us uh, uh, looking through a veil, or it's us looking through all sorts of things that have happened in our lives that have uh, built these um, built these mountains, so we can't see him. Mm. That's why it's so important as we read this word and share. Is like he's real clear. I am he. I am he, and I am the one that you can trust, and I am the one um, that loves you uh, more than anybody else. I am the one. I am the creator of the universe. I was created, um, uh, as, I was, as I told even at the jail, we are all created in his image. And so we are all. 
all created in his image. And so doesn't matter what color we are, whatever, we're all created in his image. And he wants us to have a relationship with him. That's why he came. So he could restore the relationship with God the Father. That's right. That was, uh, and so. And Jesus, uh, I, would, I was just reading in uh, the book of Acts this morning, uh, nothing to do with John 18. But it said when the Spirit came, it filled the room. He mm-hmm. filled the room. And this is before the Spirit came upon the people and the disciples in the room. So the joy was available right there. The joy everlasting was available like it is right now at this moment. Your room is filled with the glory of God, with the joy of God. It's just the question, is this your own question or did others tell you about me? And let that be your own. Own it. Jesus, come into my life. Yes. He's right there in the room. The Spirit of the Lord is there. Let him fall upon you today. Amen. Amen. Like, that's what happened to me in that counseling session. I didn't know who Jesus was. No, but he was there in the room. And he filled the room. And that's he why did. I was saying it. And you then know, you're going like, what, huh? What's what? going on? Yep. What's going on here? And then he spoke and he says, do not harden your heart. Because he fills the room and then you're changed. He it's, works that way. He works that way. Oh. And then... And then uh, yeah, my ongoing uh, um, Dodge Nitro problem. How long has that been sitting out there in my driveway, not moving? I saw it move, though. It was pointed It's, it's moved. It's moved because I, I came, like this morning, um, I came out of prayer, basically reading the Word of God, and the room was just filled with His Spirit. And I, mm-hmm. I, I just acknowledged Him in this space. So, so what... what what does he say, tell me to do? He says, go put uh, tire dressing on, on, your, on your truck. So, okay, <laughs> a truck that hasn't moved for months. Yeah. So I'm out there. So he's telling you to put tra- dressing on your tires. <laughs> so I'm, I'm out there early this morning putting uh, black tire, yeah. tire dressing on the tires, and I'm sitting there like, well, that did a lot, you know. <laughs> it looks nice yeah. as a yard ornament. But the, so, but previ- previously I've had, uh, you know, I've, I've been through everything. I've taken yeah. advice of people. I've listened to others and their opinion. Well, God, just like it says here, is this your own opinion? Or did you, uh, did others tell, tell you, the, the, you know, what to think or what to look for? Or what to do. Yeah. And so I had the steering column t- pulled apart. And he just said, apply power to, the, to this wire, the pink and white wire. So I did. And guess what? It started. Whoa. A, a, a hard no-start situation for months. It was at the dealers. They couldn't reproduce any problems. Oh. Well, the problem was it wouldn't start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and, uh, you know, I've been on the Dodge Nitro forum, which I'm going to have to go with on there tonight and tell them... Uh, who the master mechanic is. Yeah. And they overcame by the blood of the lamb and, and the, the word, word of, of their, their testimony. testimony. Right. That's a testimony. That is. Because it's like, it's, good. okay, you're going to put this on, you're going to put this then, on, on your tires. And then, I, and then you know, you, I bought a new computer for the thing, $300. And, you know, I didn't use it. I sent out this big box full of wires and circuitry and it was proven okay and sent back. I've spent all kinds of money on this thing listening to other people's opinions and he spoke to you directly right 
That's why we need to push. We need to put, you know, that's why I, I like, you know, the, the acronym PUSH. PUSH. Pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. Yeah. Yep, there you go. Always, Always praying. And if he speaks, something happens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am. Hallelujah. How can Hallelujah. you stand in his presence? That's right. You can't stand in his glory. Woo! That's right. When, 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 when you just told me that. I think that, we just... should buy a new rug. I mean, <laughs> it's getting kind of hard down there on the wood floor. Yeah. Wow. But, but no, that is, that is the truth. And then those wires come out of a $17 part <laughs> that I, you know, I perceive that is the part that, that uh, I got to replace to make it work like it did originally. But right. until then, I just poke a wire here and it starts up and I can go. Praise the Lord. He Praise is the Lord. He is the master yeah. mechanic. And, he is. And he I, is. I don't recall, because I've known you for so many years, Kevin, and that's the way it, when we can't figure anything out, well, we yeah, pray. and then right. He it, fixes stuff. What happens, like during the middle of the night, he'll say, well, this is what you need to do, Sandy. And it's like. Yep. Get up <laughs> in the morning and like, why am I, why am I putting uh, black tire dressing on my <laughs> wheels <laughs> when, it, when it's an electrical problem? Yeah. <laughs> because I was being obedient. That's right. There so be encouraged, everyone out there. And he be knew encouraged. I would be driving around and yeah, heading heading for the car wash to make it look nice. You see, yeah, you know? and see, I noticed immediately when I drove into your driveway, the nitro's been moved. That's right. You know, I noticed that moved right away by the Holy Spirit. Moved. <laughs> so be encouraged, all you listeners out there. That's why you know, call us if you have any questions or share those testimonies yep. because He is real and He wants. To be glorified, he That's wants right. to. He wants people to say, "Yeah, I did it." That's right. Jesus, the, the master Jesus, McKen- is, Jesus is not a uh, insurance policy. That's right. You know, and and yeah. uh, he's he's a friend. He fixes stuff. I yeah. mean, ask him. Yeah, yeah. Pray until something happens. Be obedient, and guess what? Until something happens, he shows it's been up. Out there a month. Yeah. I thought I was praying, but we and we did on this podcast. You yeah. know. But uh, I was listening to other people's opinions. Yeah, I'm excited. I am. You've made my day with that because that's the God who we serve. That is. He wants to reveal Himself always. And even my son, who is a master mechanic, he wouldn't commit to anything on this thing throughout this. He was like, he was like uh, being the uh, diplomat. Like, ah, yeah, you could try that. Yeah. Have you Have you told him this story yet? No. Well. About what? No, 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 no. About dressing the tires? Oh, and then, no, no. I'm going to... That's kind of... I'm waiting until I see them face to face. It's that's, better than a text. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just a mind blower. So be encouraged. What's the telephone number that they could uh, call in and... Yes. Uh, we, we need yeah, to hear... We, to leave a message to hear from you so yeah. we can pray for you. Um, and our hosts are the only ones that uh, see those messages. Mm-hmm. 218-461-0164. And again, while I reach for my pen and I uh, got my paper right in front of me, um, 218-461-0164. And leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Right. And I want to end in prayer. I'd like to end yes, in prayer. please do. Father God, we just thank you that you are so real. You are so concerned. Your word says that you know you can count the hairs on our head. And as we get older, we have fewer hairs to count. But we can trust <laughs> We can trust you, and you have answers that the world can't give us. That's there, right. There was no solution. No But solution. you cut through all of it and say, this is what it is, because it's the power of your word. Just as Jesus said, I am he. He is. God is. And he is a miracle worker, and he will work 
things in your life that you could never figure out on your own or going to all, all sorts of other people and things. You need to hear the truth and you need to go to the source. So we thank you, Lord, that you are our source. We praise you. We glorify you. Thank you for the answers to prayer. Thank you for uh, the testimonies that you give us on a regular basis. We, we give you all the glory, Lord, because apart from you, we can't do anything. And we're going to pray until something happens. And then when we hear, we're going to be obedient to do whatever you've called us to do. We thank you for this time. Uh, we pray for all the listeners out there that they, um, that they respond to him knocking at their door and say, and he's asking you to come in. Surrender your life to him and you will never be the same again. And he will never leave you and he'll give you all the strength that you... We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, I need to go answer to the door. Uh, Jesus knocks? <laughs> Somebody's knocking. Okay. Yeah, go That's ahead. great, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Don. Bless you, Don. Bless you. Pure Gospel Network is an intergenerational, Christ-centered, not-for-profit internet mission church. A network of believers from many different backgrounds who are passionate about reaching out to others. Your Voice in the Wilderness, a church online since 98, now known as PGN.Church, operates 100% on your tax-deductible donations. 